Okay, hello! Welcome to episode 244 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, I am coming to you by myself, solo again, uh, after the Kings beat the Pistons to end their road trip, uh, 122 to 113. So, the Kings end this road trip on an even 3-3. Three and three. You know, it could have been better, but this is more, this is honestly pretty good considering the opponents that they were up against. So, you know, they finish out this road trip strong, and then they go back to uh, Golden One Center, and it is going to be a pretty long homestand, if I remember right. Let me just check the schedule real quick. So they face the Hornets at home on Monday, so they get a two-day break. And they face LA, yeah, versus versus. That is, that's a six-game homestand. Yeah, six-game homestand. And then they travel to Memphis in January. So basically, they're home for the rest of December. Um, and then they travel to Memphis in the new year. So, all right. So let's talk about this game. Uh, before we actually get into it, uh, Davion was out with a non-COVID illness. Uh, I didn't actually read. I didn't actually even read a notice. I actually had to check the injury report. My Twitter has been finicky today. I don't know what the hell's going on. Elon, get your shit together. Anyways. Um, so the Kings, like they started out this road trip or no, they started out this game pretty flat in my opinion. Uh, so come, coming into this game, you, you look at this game and you, you basically say, well, should be an easy game, right? The Pistons are shit. The Kings are not shit for the most part, and they can take this one easily, right? Well, if you listen to James Ham, you, you know, he has kind of explained like this is this is going to be the last game of a long six game road trip. And there is a good there is a chance where the Kings would come out flat and they never just recover from there. And then they just kind of let go of the rope and then these Pistons take advantage and, you know, get hot and the Kings never have a chance. And my my thing was, even though the Kings are better this year, they I think we can call them at least you know, just a little bit above mediocre, they're still the Kings. And the Kings of the past blow games like this. The, you know, Sean Cunningham on the Kings beat always says, you know, Kings should never win win any games. They have they have to work for everything they got because they're the fucking Kings. You know, they haven't earned shit, basically, for the past 16 years. You Your reputation is what it is. And you should not be looking at other teams and saying, you know, we – you know, it's you know, it's time to just get this win. It's gonna be easy. We can cake. It's gonna be a cakewalk. No win is ever a cakewalk in the NBA, and especially when you're the Kings. So that being said, the Kings started out looking like they were gonna blow this game. To be honest, uh, you know, they come out just a bit like a step slow. Um, and you know, it, it's their third game in four nights, and it just it just did it just looked like that, like. They started out kind of running and gunning, and which usually isn't a great idea. Again, you're in you're in the last game of your long road trip, three games and four nights, and it really could like just coming out like guns blazing the way they did, just kind of running the floor, not playing much defense. That you know that kind of had the inklings of one of those types of games where they blow it, where you know the Pistons get into a bit of a rhythm, and you know the Kings could get into a bit of a rhythm, but like because they're at, at the end of a long road trip. They might run out of gas uh, before the before the Pistons do, and again, a step slow. The, the offense wasn't like fully in sync. The defense, you know, was was what it was, 
And it basically um, ended in a halftime deficit of eight points, uh, 60. Let me see. I have it here. They, they go into halftime uh, down 63-55. And one of the big things was uh, the Kings were getting out-rebounded. They actually got out-rebounded pretty badly this game, but they were able to do other things to kind of make up for it. But yeah, like going into going into halftime, it just it just didn't look great. But this is where the King, this Kings team is different. Going into halftime in the past, you know, the Kings would you know come out of this come come into the second half flat, like with you know the same like no energy, like no focus, and just that's where and that's where kind of like you know the avalanche comes, you know, on the Kings, and you know that's where they would blow the game. But this is where this team is. Uh, this is where this team is different. This year, this year when they come out of halftime, especially when they're down. Now, now let you know. Ignore the Knicks and the Sixers game. Like those were bad games. But this Kings team, like after halftime, makes an adjustment. They come out. They play with more physicality. They you know lock in more. There's more focus. The offense starts to run a little bit more crisper because of the focus. And, you know, the result is they flip the momentum of the game usually in their favor and they get back into the game and or just straight up take over the game. And in this game, in the third quarter, that's when the game turned, when they score 38 points in the in the third quarter and the Pistons only score 23. And they go into uh, the fourth quarter with a seven-point lead after, you know, one of those Sadiq Bay Kings killer shots. But that's where this team is different. Because in the past, like last year, especially when you know the third quarters were where the Kings were the absolute worst. I remember very specifically there was a Clipper game. Um, was it last year? No, no, it was the year before. It, it was the year where we had no fans, where Lou Wong had to call a timeout like a, a minute into into the third quarter, much like what Mike Brown does nowadays, because he he saw the writing on the wall. The Kings like let. Like let the other team score, I think like four or six points, and Luke Walton was like, "Okay, fuck this. I am calling a timeout and order and organizing you idiots to do to do the right things." But in, but now the Kings almost automatically do that. They come out with more focus. They come out with a pep in their step, and they start to make a little bit of a run. And this game, yeah, they made a huge run. They hit some. They you know uh, the offense kind of got in, got into a better rhythm, and it flipped the game. Uh, now in the fourth quarter, it was definitely a, it was still a battle, but the Kings hit some tough shots and they made some, and you know, they got just enough stops to be able to hold off the other team. And again, their offense was still there. They, they did hit some really tough shots when the Pistons kind of locked up their defense, but you know, ultimately, ultimately the Kings were able to kind of hold them off and escape with this win. So yeah, a, re- a nice, strong win at the end of the road trip to carry some carry some momentum going back home where you know you are eight and four i believe uh at home so you know carry carry that momentum and just you know take care of business these next few games because there's some you know quote-unquote easy games but there are some tough games like you know the lake you know they got charlotte they got la or they got the lakers and then they got washington all those games are very very much winnable and then you got denver twice like perhaps winnable and utah who who are now a very tough team and you know that could go either way but the point is you you got you kind of find you weather the storm with this really really tough road trip 
And now you, you got to carry that momentum over to the back home. And, you know, this is where you could create quite a bit of separation in, in the standings because it's still very muddled. Let me just check the standings real quick. Live podcasting here. So let's see. So the Kings are now uh, in the in the fifth seed because uh, the Blazers just lost to, I believe, uh, the Mavericks. So, you know, uh, it is jumble. So the games are three. The Kings are three games back from the first seed. We'll, we'll see if we ever get to the first seed. That'd be pretty amazing. But they're also two and a half games away from the 11th seed. And Minnesota has actually moved up. That's disappointing. War, yeah, Warriors are going on a skid, especially now that uh, Steph is going to be out for a bit. That's gonna that's gonna get rough real quick. So, um, the Kings, you know, this is a chance where you can kind of maybe maybe creep up the standings a little bit, maybe secure your spot, create some separation between you and you know dropping straight out of the playoffs. Because right now, it's just one one win or one loss moves you up and down the standings like crazy right now. So. You gotta get you gotta get the wins wherever you can until like there's actual separation being created, you know, maybe later on in the season. But right now it's all muddled and every single win matters. And it, it and you know it'll matter at the end of the season too, I assume. But you got you gotta win where you can so that you don't have to rely on just you know rely you don't have to rely on like needing to win certain games towards the end of the season. You, I don't know if you want that level of pressure on the Kings. Or they want that kind of pressure. They you got to take the wins where you wherever you can. And you know, with these with the Pistons, it's a business win. You know, it's a win you sh- you definitely should be winning. And it's good that the Kings are able to take care of business, unlike before. Okay, so talk a little bit um, uh, some more specific things about the game. Let's talk about uh, the individual players. So the starters brought at this game, all of them in double digit plus minus. Um, and all all of them played plenty of minutes. Uh, Sabonis forty one minutes again, absolutely efficient. Nine of eleven for twenty three points, thirteen rebounds, and seven assists. Also two steals and two and one block. You know he's he's real. Pe- people can talk about like you know um, De'Aaron being the all star, De'Aaron being the best player. Sabonis is the best player on this team right now, and you know he's the one that he's the guy that shows up every single game, and you know what you're gonna get from him no matter what. Um, De'Aaron is really good, and you know this team, if it's to take the next step, it's gonna go with him. But Sabonis is the foundation of the team, and what a foundation that he's been able to kind of establish him how how he's able to establish himself in as a part of this team, and you know he deserves all the flowers that he gets. Talking about De'Aaron, De'Aaron had another pretty deep, pretty good game. Like not not the greatest shooting, like nine for nineteen, not bad by any means, like just under fifty percent. But he but he did like you know have nine assists, and you know he has a pep in their step. It's one of those he's looking more and more back, like he's like you. The other team can't stop him um, when he gets going, and you know he's getting he's getting more into that mid range. And, you know, stop. And I'd rather him just not settle for threes. He was 0 for 5 this game. The attempts aren't aren't that, you know, jarring. I just wish, you know, he would just get in more into the mid-range because he has absolutely money from there. And, again, the 9 assists matter. The 5 rebounds matter. The 24 points are were big. But he's also doing, like, the little things. He's also, like, playing good defense and just, you know, being kind of, like, the drive, one of the driving forces of, like, the success of this team. And you know, along with a bonus, like you know, they're they're kind of 
the team goes along with them. But De'Aaron is the guy that will take them to the next level. Sabonis, he has a certain ceiling with him, but he so he sure as hell give this gives this team a great, a really high floor with just his production, his consistency. And you know, De'Aaron, De'Aaron has to be the ceiling raiser for this team. Uh, Keegan Murray. He's really kind of rounding back into shape, you know, with his shooting now. Like, four for six from three for 20 points. Like, absolutely outplayed Jane Ivey this game. Granted, they weren't exactly playing. They weren't guarding each other. But, you know, he's really kind of like, you know, creating, I guess, some separation right now in terms of just, you know, was it the right pick, this or that? We won't know that for years. But he's finding ways to be productive. He's in the right spots. His defense, I feel like, is getting better. I think he's, I think he's at least like, you know, like close to solid or like solid. Like, and you know, he's learning, he's learning on the job. And, you know, he weathered we, the Kings were able to weather that storm where he just could not buy a basket. Nowadays, he, you know, you can kind of rely on him to at least hit one or two threes this game. And in this game, he hit four. So yeah, he, he's really coming into his own. Harrison Barnes, um, you know, really efficient night. Five for nine, would like to see more shots from him. But, you know, three for four from three. He had one, like, way outside as well. But also, he made some big plays uh, down the stretch. I had mentioned some tough shots, like, in the fourth quarter when the game got close. He hit a three, a, a three when the Kings, I believe, were up, were down three. He hits a three. And then on the very next possession, picks Bogdanovich's uh, pocket. And gets a gets a pick six steal, and you know finishes finishes on the other end, and that was kind of where the game basically the the Kings never really the Pistons never threatened after that because of that momentum changing uh, possession. So you know really good game from Barnes, and just kind of you know whenever he scores in double digits, it's always a good thing. I just wish he would just be a little bit more aggressive, and you know there are moments where he doesn't have it, but you know this team. You know, you talk about another kind of foundational player that sets the foundation. If he could just be more consistent, like this team, like floor could even go higher. Him and Sabonis really kind of, you know, create again. They're they're the they're the team they're they're the two that you know provide the floor that the Kings um, can be in terms of just in terms of just like success. You know, when these two are scoring well, they give they give the team a chance. Uh, to be able to win any any game, really. And, you know, you just got to hope someone else steps up. Uh, Herter only had 13 points, which is surprising because he hit a lot of really, like, big shots and crucial moments. It was definitely, like, one of, one of like, the louder um, 13 points that I've ever seen where, you know, in the third quarter when the Kings made that run, I believe he had... He either only had two threes or only one three, but in the fourth quarter when the Kings were only up three, he hit a big three to put him back up six, and you know it slowly killed the spirit of the of the Detroit Pistons. So really good game from him. He you know he had to sit out the uh, sit out the Raptors game, you know to heal his ankle. Hopefully you know these extra few days help him with that ankle even more, and just you know he's ready to he's ready to play come Monday and. You know, hopefully he gets more threes. It's, it's against the Hornets. It's time. It's time to feast, man. Uh, the bench was not all that great. Now, Terrence Davis and Malik Monk scored very well, but overall, like you know, they're they made a lot of mistakes uh, on defense. Just they just didn't really have it. Like, but but they all they all hit tough. Sh they all hit like you know big threes. Well, actually, Malik Monk didn't hit a three. Wow, that's actually surprising. But TD had some had some big threes. 
it is kind of, he he is he is he gets a very happy trigger finger to say the least it, it the funniest thing that me and fong saw this game uh, by the way fong did watch the game he just had to go do something else i uh, forgot if i mentioned that in the beginning but um D dave is definitely like he shoot like there are times where he'll miss the wide open three but then he'll like hit these crazy contested ones and yeah, he hit some this game, and they were they were pretty big in keeping keeping the lead for the Kings, uh, especially when they made that run in the third quarter. Like he extended the lead, and you know, again, it, the the Pistons kept trying to fight back, but the Kings, all the players, just hit shots to kind of slowly, kind of slowly, kind of kill the spirit of the team. And Malik Monk, eleven points on on eight shots. He only made three field goals, but like I think three of those were um, and ones, which was really funny. Uh, and he also had six assists. You know, he's getting he is kind of the plate, the designated playmaker of the second unit. And you know, he provided this game. Like there were a lot of really nice roll passes to Sabonis. Like they need to run that more because he's a really good um, role man. And you know, he, him being able to like attack that way against Joel and beat of all people, like. It, it's part it should be a, a lot more a bigger part of the game i, I get that you know you want to run the him at the elbow like him as the hub of the offense but give him some pick and rolls and let him get downhill he is a really like you know he's not exactly like an aerial finisher but he definitely like has great touch great balance and just really knows how to use his body to kind of like you know finish around the rim despite not being very big for a center okay Let's jump over to kind of just some of the Pistons players. Look, we, we got to shout out Marvin Bagley. Like, you know, Marvin had a really, you know, let's just say underwhelming stint with the Kings. He got booed when he came back to Sacramento, which I was pretty disappointed by. And, you know, he I, I thought he played okay that game. He wasn't great by any means, but I thought he was okay. But in this game, he was really good. You know, the Pistons starters were pretty bad throughout. We'll, we'll get to them a little bit, but the when they put in the bench of like Marvin Bagley, Kevin Knox, Sadiq Bay, Corey Joseph, and Alec Burks, or maybe just one guy like from the starters, they were really good. Like you look at the starters, like Corey Joseph plus 17, Marvin, Marvin was like a double digit plus like uh, for the early part of the uh, fourth quarter. And he ended up plus four, but he really hurt the Kings with, you know, his offensive rebounding. And he has some nice moves again, against like the, the big man lineup of the Kings. Like, he had, he had some fadeaways. He had some nice kind of drive-bys and, you know, really nice finishes with the left hand. I will say, like, that he's still he's still struggling with a lot of the fundamentals of the game. Like, you know, if you just wa even just watch the highlights. Now, I didn't I didn't catch all of it, but, like, if you just watch some of the highlights, you can see his defense, his defensive awareness still isn't good. There was one play where, you know, he... You know, there was a switch. He ended up on Kevin Herter, and I believe it was either Sadiq Bay or Killian Hayes on uh, on Sabonis, and he doubles from one pass away off Kevin Herter of all people, and Kevin Herter made him pay. And then there was one, there was another play where um, he basically just had no idea where the ball was, and Fox like threads a needle like straight to Keegan Murray right behind him, and you know he has he had no idea it happened. Like his defensive awareness is still very lacking. And then on offense, while he had some nice moves, he still doesn't have a fundamental go-to move. His go-to play is the basically what I call in 2K where you hold down right trigger and just go for a shot and hopefully you draw a foul or you activate a random animation that apparently your shot is not contested. 
Like, he still doesn't have, like, say, a go-to jump hook, a go-to, like, jump shot. He just kind of essentially just puts his head down and tries to bull his way to the rim and just hope for something to happen. You know, he's still got to work on a work on a lot of that stuff, and hopefully he does figure it out someday. But, you know, it's good. he had a good game against us. And, you know, you got to give credit to him. Three offensive rebounds, and all three were pretty big and kind of keeping the Pistons in this game. Um, Corey Joseph is just Corey Joseph. Like he was two for seven, but I felt like he hurt the Kings quite a bit. You know, he just, he's just one of those steady guys that, you know, especially with the Kings of old, like steady guys absolutely kill the Kings. Like Tyus Jones would kill the Kings, like by just, you know, not turning the ball over, you know, running that pick and roll, finding that's, you know, that small opening and just, you know, letting the offense come to them. That's kind of what Corey did this game. And, you know, he was really good while he was out there. You know, I always got to show love to Corey Joseph because I think he got a really raw deal from fans uh, when he was here. Um, Sadiq Bay just does Sadiq Bay things. Always hits ridiculous threes against the Kings for whatever reason. He he was a he was a big part of like that um, that slight that kind. I guess it's a piston surge in the fourth quarter where they made it kind of a game, and he you know he just is able to kind of like bull his way. And just be able to make plays. Now he ran out of gas towards the end, but like he's he's one he's a designated Kings killer. Won't be seeing him more than likely for the rest of the rest of the year unless he gets traded. Um, all right, let's talk about Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran, I will always say this about him. He's 19 years years old somehow. He looks like a goddamn grown ass 25 year old vet because he is so big. So, he's so tall and long and then he's also like yoked too like he is a he is a beefy fellow like you know beef stew is like super beefy but like Duran isn't that far far off of him and in this game he had 14 rebounds and six of them were offensive like he was kind of what was killing the kings like early in the game like just he managed to like out rebound like some bonus like on a lot of possessions he he's so long and so active you know, James Ham kind of said it like he's going to be really good. And a lot of people have said that he's going to be a really good player, but he's young. He's still a little bit raw. But yeah, like he is kind of like what you want kind of a, in a modern big man. Like he, I think he can be kind of like what Brandon Clark is for the Grizzlies, but, you know, a little bit taller and longer, like just so much activity. You know, his defense, like it, it, it's on, it's on its way. But, like, his length and just, you know, I, there's a lot of tools there. And he's going to be really good. Um, the other starters, uh, Jay, Ni Jay Nivey was not good this game. He, I thought he forced the issue a little bit too much. He was pressing for some reason. And, yeah, it just, it just didn't look good. And, like, some, I think it was John Bull mentioned, like, he, he's a guy that just attacks the rim and just worries about everything later. Sometimes he'll get in the air and you can tell, like, he hasn't decided what he's going to do and kind of gets stuck up there. Like it, it definitely wasn't his best game, but you could definitely see the burst. And like, he, he has some really nice passes this game. Like, you know, he he's learning how to play and he's catching on to like a lot of like the fundamentals, I guess, of, of NBA offense. And he's going to be really good, but this was definitely not his best game. He ended up fouling out too. Just again, just not, just not a good, great game for him, but there are a lot of flashes of what he can be. Um, Okay, this guy, Killian Hayes, I don't know what to say. He's just, he, he's definitely he's not he's not good right now. And you know, he's he, he's not he's not a great offensive player. Like 
you hope that he kind of at I guess at some point maybe turns into what James Harden is now. Because like coming in, I was hoping like he'd probably be something close to what James Harden is. Not not the scoring, but like just kind of that pick and roll, um, that really strong guard like kind of play. And there there might be something there, but like he's not a good scorer. He's not exactly a great passer. It, it's tough for him. He is a very good defender, but like you know the the Kings got like um, Harrison and uh, Harrison and uh, De'Aaron just kind of really you know, just got him with a lot of vet moves this game, like, you know, ripping through at a certain point, kind of baiting him into fouls. He had, he's, he, he, I think he's a really good defender, but him on offense, I don't know if he's ever going to figure it out. He probably will, but you know, he's, he's in his fourth year. It's, he's still kind of like right way behind schedule, but you know, I'm not going to give up on him. He, he, he's got something, but I don't know if he's ever going to figure it out. Okay. Just a few more things things so uh harrison barnes wins the defensive player of the game chain for a second time in a row the first ever two-time winner uh holding bogdan bogdan boy oh geez did i really just do that boyan bogdanovich um to six of 16 shooting yeah boyan i thought had a decent enough game like i mean it, it, it is what it is with him like he's the best player on the team he's their go-to score six of 16 this game you know, didn't really, wasn't able to impose his will on this game. And credit to, you know, HB, um, like De'Aaron, just the entire team, like for being, being able to kind of hold him down uh, for much of the game. So Harrison Barnes wins it again. Uh, there are plenty of uh, videos, kind of just the Kings vibing right now. If you just want to scroll on, on Twitter, you know, Jason Anderson is talking about how this is, this is kind of shades of the scores in 2018-2019 uh, with Shumper, but you know, with more maturity. Now, I I generally don't look at that kind of stuff too much because, you know, every everyone everyone is vibing when they're winning. You know, what what happens when you're winning? What happens when you're losing? Well, we kind of saw that like early in the season. They they kept their head up high. You know, they had like you know Malik Monk kind of keeping the vibes up, and you know, I I think the the fact that they kind of like felt that you know they they were gonna they were gonna get right, and. There is that there is that sense of leadership and just confidence in the in the locker room. But the most important thing to me is that the team is good. Like you can talk about, you know, all this leadership and all the vibes all you want. The fact is you need your team to be good for any of this shit to matter. And right now, they're good. So this kind of stuff, you know, just the, the vibes are the vibes are immaculate right now. So, you know, you can't you I can't complain about it. Like, you know, just just want this team to be happy. And you know the beam is is truly one of the greatest things that, that this entire organization has done in, in years, and you know just with the Kings, you know with it all coming together and just them winning and you know this little this little silly gimmick that has really turned into a thing, like all of it is coming together like really beautifully right now, and the the main the main thing that I hope is that the Kings just keep keep on winning, keep the vibes going, keep up this momentum. And hopefully at the end, you break the playoff drought. You take away the chance to go at, at Wimby, but it is what it is. Like, the 16-year drought, you might as well put up a banner of that, honestly. Like, it's been that bad. Like, you know? All right. Okay. So, uh, two more things to just quickly go over. Or actually, no, just just one. Apparently, I thought I had another thing here. 
Well, actually, no, I did have two things. Uh, one of them, we were going to talk about um, the Niners versus Seahawks. But as you can hear, Fong is not here. Um, but the Niners do beat the Seahawks. Good for you guys. Something about division. First time first time you clinched the division, I think. Something along those lines. I don't have anyone to fact check me here. I'm just going to say words about the 49ers. Good job. Uh, I did see a highlight of the kind of, they call it like the double pump touchdown. Where um, basically he faked he faked a pass once and then faked a pass twice, one to the left, one to the right, and then threw it right down the middle when someone kind of broke through. Um, I believe Fong said it was uh, George Kittle. I don't know. Didn't, I didn't bother to go back and check. But good job, 49ers. You beat the Seahawks. That's all I got to say about that. But last thing I want to quickly talk about, uh, Keegan signs with Adidas. So, yes, he is officially an Adidas uh, athlete. You know, not the worst. Not the worst choice. I, I, I don't think. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how to rank this kind of choice. I do enjoy Adidas shoes because they're always on sale. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love. I love me getting some cheap, some you know, decent shoes for a cheap price. Uh, I bought my buddy uh, a D a D Rose Ten, I think. Um, it's it's the the cheap Christmas colorway. It's it's the pink one, and you know he he's, he seems to be enjoying it. Uh. Yeah, uh, Adidas, like, you know, think think what you want about their shoes. I love their gear. Like, I love Adidas Originals and, you know, a lot of, like, the, you know, the, uh, what's it called? The, what's it called? The Adidas pants. Like, they got they got a lot of variety of that kind of pants, and I really enjoy their style. Um, just, you know, um, in terms of, like, shoes, not the, like, their shoes are okay for the most part. I, I used, I, I have a pair of Danes. They're, they're pretty good shoes, although I only play outside with them. So, you know, I don't really, like, in terms of, you know, if you want to talk about cushioning and all that, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The the, the bite, the traction is pretty good, but, you know, I, I don't really mind whatever. It, it's when, it's when I play inside. That stuff, I feel, matters more. But, um, yeah, uh. I don't know. I don't think Keegan's gonna get a shoe. I don't think he has really the personality for it, anyways. But you know, he's an Adidas athlete, and so congratulations to him. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm also watching a Kyrie Irving's game winner against uh, against the Toronto Raptors, and uh, yeah, he hit a game winner. Apparently, uh, some teams have, or no, some uh, organization, I believe it was Puma, and I think it was Adidas. I, I know Puma was in there. They contacted Kyrie about signing with them. Let me tell you, that's going to be a big get because, you know, despite all the weird controversies, he's been really, he's been on his best behavior lately, and he is an absolute star. He is a superstar, and he's going he's gonna to sell you some shoes. So whoever gets them, is you know is is you know good good game basically <laughs> uh okay the last thing i want to talk about hopefully he's okay it looks like anthony davis got injured again oh boy yeah uh ho hopefully he's okay because god damn it, it, it almost you're almost just waiting for this to happen every single time uh so yeah hope, best of wishes to uh lakers fans i'm sorry that ad keeps getting hurt and right now they're leading against the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets were leading earlier. Wow. You better hold on to that lead, Lakers. You guys were leading against the Celtics too. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm out of stuff to talk about, so I'm going to call this an episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll catch you guys back on Monday. 
um unless in between we can record a naruto episode we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out i keep saying that i keep i i want to watch it but i just i just, I just never am able to muster up the energy to actually do those episodes anyways i will try to do it this this weekend maybe you guys get an extra episode this weekend cannot guarantee it but if not stay tuned till monday I'll, I'll definitely be posting an episode and hopefully fong will be with me but until then Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll catch you guys back on the next one.